0: if you want to become financially independent come to my seminar let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about
1: ready go what happens if you are named in
0: nelson rockefeller's will you get rich quick Stand on the, line, the game again! everybody's gonna lose and i'm gonna win gonna get rich quick
2: Hello everybody and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yep. Nice fade out that time, Noel. Yeah. You've been cutting them short for a little while now and it's been throwing me off my game. Okay. And in doing so, throwing me off my game uh-huh. since I opened the show, you throw the whole show off its game.
1: My resolution was to 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 fade out so well you don't mention it in the opening. I've failed already. No,
2: I, d- I did. not I didn't interrupt. <laughs> I did not interrupt the uh, 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 the first opening line. Uh-huh. I, I at least let it build. I let the momentum build till we got to the point where it's you know basically chit chat for a little while. Yeah. Anyway, this is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and, I and old come together once a week over a single topic, and from from that single topic, we give you a bucket full. A resolution list full of ideas on how to get rich from said topic. We're not just talking rich. We're talking obscenely rich. And we're not just talking in your lifetime. We're talking quickly. Mm -hmm. We're talking in a a period of time that not only can you enjoy it, but you can enjoy it for a long, long, long time. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh (laughs) And uh, we don't ask for any money up front. We give you these ideas free of charge. You take them. You action them. And then uh, when you're really rich and you're lying there, you're just holding up gold coins and silver coins to reflect the sun to tan you on your <laughs> on your rich yacht, your yacht of riches. <coughs> you uh, will think of us. And you'll go, I owe these guys a little something. And how much should I give them? What's a correct tip? You don't have to think about it because we're going to tell you. What is that tip, Noel? That tip is when you're super rich, when you're on your yacht of
1: riches, sunning yourself from the reflection of the gold and diamonds that you have surrounded yourself with, you said, hey, this yacht didn't get here on its own. I'm lying here covered in gold. Someone else is steering the boat. Mm-hmm. Someone else is the captain, the steward, the uh, all the other people on a boat that work it. <laughs> the Schwabber,
2: the Schwabber, uh, yeah, the Schwabber, uh, and uh-huh. uh, <laughs> and
1: I owe them something because those captains and admirals and Schwabers, why they're Josh and Noel, Schwabbers. and they gave me ideas from which to float my boat. So. I need to give them 10% of everything I've made. A shitty tip, tithe us.
2: That's right. It is a shitty tip in the world of tipping. Yeah. It's not a good tip, 10%. It's a bad tip. But we are all about volume. Mm -hmm. You know, if you make a billion dollars, 10% of that makes us a little money. That's right. It's a drop in the bucket to you. It's 10%. What's 10% of $10? $1. Yeah, exactly. Think about that, guys. Think about that, guys. What's 10% of 10 cents?
1: Uh, a uh, one tenth of a cent,
2: Ex- exactly. Well, one cent, I guess. Yeah, we'll call it All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll round up. <laughs>
2: yeah, so there you go, guys. Yeah, I mean, you're essentially giving us a penny. Yeah, out of every, every 10, ten cents. cents. I mean, that's great. You got a lot of 10 cents. Yeah, yeah, it's a penny out of every 10 cents.
1: Don't be a jerk. Is what What's one percent? Yeah,
2: of five cents. 1% of 5 cents, a half cent. Yeah, think about that, guys. A half cent not even full every cent. 5 cents. I mean, if we brought it down to a penny, what would 1%? 1%? What would 10% of a penny be? One-tenth of a penny. Yeah, that's how little it is. Or
1: you could even, if you want to say it a different way, yeah. 10% of a penny. Yeah,
2: perfect. That's a great <laughs> idea. I think that's exactly how we should... Pr- you just basically have to give us... 10%. 10% of every penny... But see, that sounds like it's more money than it is it sounds is. like it's more. Yeah, when suddenly you because it's not that, every penny. It's well, every penny you make off of the idea. You can give us ten percent of it. Yeah, but that makes it sound like more than just ten percent. No,
1: it's like the shaving. You could, you could, yeah, you could take a file mm-hmm. and on a penny, you could shave off ten percent and leave yeah. even notice. It'd still fit in, I don't know, a a penny slot.
2: <laughs> exactly. Anyway, guys, anyway. that's the way our show works. Yeah uh deal with it but you know before you get to those great ideas you got to put up with us for a little while that's right because we're annoying like that bada boom bada because, bing nothing comes for free unfortunately they don't do half hour format shows <laughs> on uh no on radio free brooklyn it's no. an hour only hour. and as great as our ideas or are two hours be oh, luck be oh are glad. there ones that are two yeah. hours uh, i didn't if realize if you guys that.
1: are ever getting bored of the show just be glad <laughs> we didn't sign up for two hours <laughs>
2: Uh, I'm glad we didn't sign up for the two hours. You and me both. Yeah. I have to, uh, I'm sick Besides of Besides having to spend two By hours intro, together. <laughs> I'm sick of you. <laughs> Besides actually having to spend two hours together in uh, one uh, short period of time without horrible. our wives around to uh, to uh, 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 keep us from hating each other even more. <laughs> um, what I like best about hanging out with you and your lady uh-huh. is she laughs at everything I say about you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> she doesn't understand.
2: <laughs> no, her a- English is excellent. Uh, she understands everything I no, say.
1: This that is all I'm doing to keep my self-esteem up. To the
2: point <laughs> that when you do stuff uh-huh. that she finds ridiculous, she says to you,
1: "Yeah, I can't wait.
2: To I tell can't Josh. wait to tell Josh." Yeah, yeah, she does. Uh huh. Anyway, Noel, yes, <clears throat> it's our first show of the new year. It
1: is the first show. Of the decade.
2: 2020. Decade. New year, new decade. 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 2020. New us. <clears throat> That's right. We have maybe three more decades yeah. before we're dead. Well, or more. Mm, not that many. Huh? I if we if I mean look, if I go four decades, if I hit ninety, which is I'm going with 80s. Mm-hmm. I'm going with 80s just because other than my grandfather on my uh, 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 father's side, everyone made it to mid-80s. Okay. My grandmother, father's side, both my grandparents on my, on my mother's side or my mother's parents, mm-hmm. Um, we're all mid-80s, 83, 84, 85. My grandfather on my father's side made it to like 98. Okay. But the last... Seven years, at least as far as I know, he was uh, in full-on dementia. All right. He used to call me Sam, which was my father's name. He would say Sam, and I was I was like five years old, and uh-huh. I was terrified of this <laughs> creepy, drooly guy in uh-huh. the chair that just stared off into space and then would call me by my dad's name. And I'd look at my father, like, pleadingly, like, please don't make me go, and my father would go, go over there and sit on his lap, just like I used to have to mm-hmm. sit on his lap. Have him touch me in terrible places. No, that didn't happen. Yeah, at least that my father didn't tell me about. Anyway, uh, uh, we had a very uh uh non-existent New Year's. Okay, Deb uh uh, was not feeling all that great, Mm -hmm. so we stayed at home and we watched SAG screeners. Ah, yeah. uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Liked it. Liked it. Good movie. Yep. Good movie. I was surprised. I'm gonna have to say how many bad. Not just there's some not just some d- not just yeah. like bad but terrible movies there are. Well,
1: I don't know about how many.
2: The fact that there are any on an awards yeah. list, it either indicates how bad the uh, uh, options were, um, or uh, uh, you know that what, meaning what, that there weren't a lot of particularly good yeah. movies out there. What are, what are there? the stinkers in your mind? I thought Rocket Man was awful.
1: It wasn't my cup of tea.
2: Uh, I, I think but it turned
1: out better than it started. <clears throat> I when it started, I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be a long two hours." Uh, but then it got a little better. It never got to the point that I would call good, though.
2: Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was awful. I thought Harriet was. Uh, that was okay. Garbage. It was okay. Ugh, I hated that. Um, what else did I see? I was surprised. I didn't like Joker as much as I thought I was oh, gonna. I liked it. I liked it. I just thought. I don't know. You know what it was? I. I think. Even though I knew that it was obviously the Joker, mm-hmm. uh, because it was a standalone, I wasn't really uh, uh, prepared for it to sort of fit within the uh, uh, DC universe in any way. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I thought we were just going to see how he became the Joker. I didn't think we were going to get the Waynes involved and all that sort well, of stuff. Well, not that much. Enough. Yeah, you know what I mean like like it, I, I thought the first half was great and I you know definitely thought it was a, a really solid homage to those movies of the 70s that it clearly mm-hmm. uh, uh, 70s and early 80s gritty New York yeah Taxi Driver and yeah, all those yeah gr-
1: looked great yeah it looked and great and he was great in it
2: he was very good in it yeah there were some things that I was a little like you know I was kept wondering why like I didn't quite understand the reasoning why he was doing certain things, but it was okay, mm-hmm. I mean i you know I got over that Deb was a little more oh yeah, like uh, what uh, his the, uh uh the dancing he was doing, okay, after he sort of got off his meds, like she just yeah. kept thinking that it was she didn't get it okay, she didn't, and I was like, eh, it it was brought up, yeah, you know, they didn't hammer it home like to enough to make you think that he was gonna be doing this throughout the movie, but um yeah uh what else did i see that i didn't like that i thought was not very good i mean judy was not a very good film as well it's okay biopics in general are not very good films Uh and the only thing that will say in my mind the only thing that saves a biopic is is two things one that they do what judy did which is just take a segment Uh of a person's career and focus on that not the whole from childhood to death i mean that's a kiss of death right can't do anything in depth it's super shallow and uh and then the performance of the lead as that person and, and what you great. and she was amazing in yeah. that. Uh, you know, I just thought Taron Egerton. I didn't really buy him as, uh, uh, as you know what I thought was the problem with Rocket Man was right. I got the feeling from that movie that you know, it a biopic needs to be done by someone who's dead yeah. uh, about someone who's dead so they can have their fingerprints. Well, that's all over the one it.
1: thing I felt. I the two things <clears throat> I felt about that movie is, uh. I feel like Elton John had his hands all All over over it it in a way to make himself look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I felt like it was made as to advertise to collect investors for the Broadway show.
2: That's exactly what I said to someone just the other day. It felt like it was intended to be, even though it was this big money Movie. Oh, it, that the real purpose of it was this year. was to see if someone would be based on this story that yep. they're putting out there. If someone is willing to invest in it as a this Elton John musical, year,
1: it will happen.
2: You think and, so? Yeah. I think the movie did really poorly, though. Uh,
1: I think it did pretty well, and I think it's gonna. Did it do well?
2: I, th- I thought it did. I think it did really poorly, well,
1: and I think that if any if it gets any award notice at all, uh, it's gonna. Up the price tag on it, uh and up the interest in it. I yeah, no, I, it'll be um it'll be musical in, within a year.
2: I'm curious, uh uh You know, I mean I imagine it's gonna you know, no one really cares about the SAG awards. Is it up for any Golden Globe Awards? I don't know. I think so. And uh like I imagine Golden it would be Globe, soundtrack. I
1: would imagine for sure, because Glo- Golden Globe has the categories the way they are. Uh and so it what other musicals is it gonna have to justify calling it comedy or musical? Right. Right? Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
1: You haven't mentioned the stinker of the stink though.
2: Um I'm trying to think Ooh. in my mind. You didn't like the Mr. Rogers one, did you? I
1: didn't like that, but that's not what I'm thinking.
2: Okay. What am what what I'm trying to think of what? Uh maybe I blocked it out. What was it? The worst. Which what? What was your in your mind the worst? Hustlers. Oh God, yes, that was so bad. Horrible. It was terrible on so many. The best thing in that movie was Cardi B. Uh-huh. Uh, what my favorite part, and she's in like thirty seconds of it essentially, yeah, because she's the only one who was ever actually a stripper. Mm-hmm. But the best part of it was we watched that with my mother on Christmas Eve, uh-huh. right? Your mom started stripping. Yeah, she <laughs> jumped up and she was like, "Oh my God, I don't know who this girl is," but. We had to rewind it and put on the subtitles okay. so she could understand what Cardi B was saying. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I I hate. I heard an interview with uh, I forget if it was the woman who wrote that. I think it was the one who e- either who wrote the movie or wrote the article that the movie was based on. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it was wrote the movie and this woman felt that she had made like basically a brilliant critique of the feminist working class woman
2: a critique of the feminist or, or, or you know what i mean woman. like a
1: like a like a a feminist working class woman
2: oh like a movie for them this is this is for them of them about them right yeah pulling back the veil I I mean I <laughs> like I, I, I are, are can't, we watching the same movie? I can't speak to the script because the acting and the direction were so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea that uh, everyone screaming about Jennifer Lopez mm-hmm. is gonna win an Oscar for this yeah. is shocking it's to shocking. me. Shocking. I really don't yeah. Like nothing about that movie was good. Yeah. Nothing about it was good. So um I don't know what you feel about this in terms of success, but uh uh worldwide. Grosses, yeah. for Rocket Man, okay, hundred ninety-five million dollars. That's a lot of money. Well, in a world, but in a world of half a half a billion, a billion-dollar uh, 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 grosses, that's not a lot. I mean, look, granted, it's a lot of money. The uh, 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 budget was forty million dollars. How much did
1: what, in my mind, the best movie mm-hmm. bring in?
2: Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit was a good movie. Great, yeah, but Jojo Rabbit again—that you know—it's a different, a different. I think it's a different. But if we're uh, talking,
1: if you're talking box office, how much did Jojo Rabbit bring in?
2: Uh, why isn't it uh, coming up? Hmm. All right. I'm not. Uh. It doesn't
1: matter. I bet but Jojo Rabbit I'm betting did not bring in more.
2: Mhm. No, I'm sure it didn't. But Jojo Rabbit is is it probably cost substantially less. I don't know. Now I really want to find Jojo Rabbit <laughs> on here. Hold on. Let me look. Well, there's this. a lot of there's some
1: high impact stars there uh you know, they have to well, show blown up stuff.
2: Yeah, but they kept it small. The cast is pretty small overall. cast is pretty small. There's not a lot of like yeah. big, huge war scenes where you have hundreds and hundreds of extras no, running around there's blowing not. stuff up. Um, and they shot it in Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. which is always cheaper. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Jojo Rabbit, Box Office Mojo. Rabbit. Robert. Robert. Uh, So... It cost, huh, they don't have the, uh, how much it cost to make the film on okay. here. But, uh, yeah, Jojo Rabbit made $26 million okay. worldwide. There you go. But I don't, you know, it's a different kind of movie. First of all, Jojo Rabbit opened, uh-huh. opened in five theaters. Okay. Okay? The other great movie... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me... Its widest release was 995 theaters. Okay. Rocket Man opened in 3,615 theaters in the U.S. alone. Now, what that means is the expectations for for Rocket Man was that it was going to be a proper hit in the same way that Bohemian Rhapsody was a big hit. And Bohemian Rhapsody made a lot more money. Yeah, sure. And no one's trying to get Jojo Rabbit turned into a musical. Although it might at some it could. point, it certainly could and it would probably be a really interesting good It'd musical good. anyway.
1: The the other great one, mm-hmm. Parasite.
2: Parasite was great as well.
1: Good. If you guys haven't yeah. seen it, two thumbs up. Yeah. Parasite. Two thumbs up
2: for Jo-Jo Parasite. Rabbit. Two thumbs up for JoJo Rabbit. They're by far the two best. Yeah. Uh I still uh, have a
1: couple to watch, but
2: everyone's really good in the in JoJo Rabbit. Like, everyone. Everyone's really good in yep. it. And uh, the script. Great. Yeah. Script is great.
1: Uh, and we're not supposed to be judging that. But great.
2: Yeah. Taika Waititi did a great job directing. You know, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, that's the kind of movie mm-hmm. that w- in the 80s and 70s when we were youngsters would have been made without a problem. Mel yeah. Brooks would have made that movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? He essentially did. There, there, there are Mel Brooks bits that are that are just peppered throughout sure. that whole thing, that whole Heil Hitler yeah. thing that's right at it to be or not to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's anyway. anyway. Um, but how was your new year's Noel? It
1: was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, so <clears throat> we originally had decided, uh, not to really do anything on new year's. Um, and then the day of Nan, I guess maybe started feeling bad that we weren't going to do anything. Mm-hmm. So she's like, ah, we got to do something. We got to go out for dinner or something. Uh so I went out uh on her orders and got twenty twenty glasses two pairs of twenty twenty glasses oh okay yeah uh and uh tried to figure out places we could go uh that wouldn't be horrific uh-huh. um, to get some food or something right right, right. um and then <laughs> and then we decided not to and just <laughs> like watched some movies mm-hmm. uh we ordered some food um But her big things that she wanted to do were. uh, So we live very close to Washington Square Park. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to go to Washington Square Park for midnight Mm -hmm. because she's like, there'll be all sorts of people there.
2: There was no one there. And in my
1: mind, I'm like, okay, we can go. Mm -hmm. No one's going to be there. Right. So, and that, and and then the other thing that came up actually close to midnight is she's like, oh, we got to get our suit. Apparently, this is an Ecuadorian thing. Uh Uh-huh. We got to get our suitcases and run around the block with our suitcases before midnight. uh, And that brings us lots of travel in the next year. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, all right, let's do that. So we grab our suitcases and strap on our 2020 glasses and uh, go trotting around the block. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when we're almost back, she's like, Let's go to the park because it's right before midnight, right? <laughs> so I'm like, all right, let's go to the park. Uh-huh. So we, we go to the park. Uh, and as we're getting there, we can see, oh, there's actually some people there.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Uh And we cross. They were doing the 10, 9, 8, mm-hmm. step into the park exactly at midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh Give a smooch. There's probably There was probably 150 people Oh, really? There. Wow.
2: Yeah. Were they all together? Did it seem like a large group that had shown up? They were up mostly at the, all at one like place. Like it was like a plan?
1: No, it was all randos. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, and there was a guy who had brought a guitar and a, and mm-hmm. a microphone and an amp.
2: And he played and, old lang Syne. And
1: so, no, he just kept playing whatever okay. he was playing.
2: Right.
1: Uh, but they were kind of sing-alongable mm-hmm. songs. Uh, so people kind of sat around and sang a little bit. Oh, hippies. Uh, and then... Cops came in, yeah, because yeah, the park closes at midnight. Right, exactly. Right? And they drive like kind of through uh-huh. the crowd and around the fountain, and then they come back and they pull right up to the guy that's playing his uh-huh. guitar. Like both of them, right up to him, and just put on their sirens and sit there with their <laughs> sirens <on. laughs> And we're like, fucking
2: dirty. <laughs> "What asshole? <I> asshole! <laughs> that's such a dick move." Yeah truly was it's such a like a shitty bully move <laughs> yeah you know what i mean it's like so lazy yeah can't get out of the fucking can't car, the car. Can't or roll at least like can't roll down the window, like, and, be down like, the window and be like go. guys gotta go yeah. or even on your fucking bullhorn or yep. something like that you got to just turn on the sirens to make everyone i mean yeah what a cock move that is <laughs> yep Jesus so Christ. uh so then we uh we we're going
1: back uh to the apartment and. uh and as we we're going mm-hmm. I don't know, so the, the glasses, so we had two different designs of 2020 glasses, mm-hmm. right? And hers, the eyes were properly on the zeros. But the ones I w- had on uh, were one eye was right in a zero, but the other eye had a two right across. Uh-huh. it, right. So the it wasn't designed properly for seeing. So maybe there's a chance I was seeing poorly because of that. Mm -hmm. But as we were walking on the side streets, I looked, and I'm pretty sure I saw Josh Rubin taking a poop in the street.
2: Shut the fuck up.
1: (laughs) That's what I think I saw. That's what you think you saw. That's what I'm telling everyone.
2: Uh That's what I'm telling everyone. All right. (laughs) You know, this was why you had to tell this stupid fucking story. That was a great story. This, was, this made up. I. You didn't even. You didn't even. You just said in your head, "Oh, I'm gonna get Josh." <laughs> where I'm gonna say, "Oh, wouldn't it have been so funny if I had seen Josh Poo taking a shit I think in the I street." Did. I, I clearly you think you did. Except yeah. for the, you're nothing's giving it away except your beet red face. I think that's and what your, I saw. Your shit eating smile. Uh, you're such an asshole. Well, that's what I...
1: I, Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, I saw that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, happy new year to you, too. Happy new
2: year to you, too, douche nozzle. (laughs) Um... But the funny thing is, yeah. I was over by the park taking a <laughs> yes, shit right. at around 1230. i sure you were. The, our toilet got clogged. Uh-huh. The Starbucks was closed. None of the rest bars would let me in because they were packed.
1: <laughs> None of the bars all the way between your bars yeah, between and my. my
2: place. <laughs> yeah. And so I just None ran over.
1: 4,000 mm-hmm. places. They wouldn't old. let me in. Yeah.
2: I also didn't want to deal with the drunk people. Sure. You know, I didn't want yeah. to shit in someone else's vomit. Yeah. So I just found a nice, quiet side street yeah. to take a dump. Yeah. I was actually. I ran over to your place, uh-huh. and I was like, "Noel, let me take a shit there." Okay. And we I rang there. the bell, yeah. and you weren't there. Yeah. And so I was like, "Well, I guess I got a shit around the corner." Yeah. I didn't think you'd see me. <laughs> I didn't recognize you. I mean, I remember seeing those this two makes people me with those.
1: Think that whole giant turd near my work, and maybe uh-huh. it was you.
2: Uh, uh, replacing it every day, so it was still there mm-hmm. for days and days yeah. and days. Uh anyway, Noel, that's yeah. a great story. Yeah. Um but, you know, it's not true, oh, uh, and you've just told a lot of people I th- about it, I don't know. which makes it essentially, uh-huh. you're spreading gossip about me. Well, you're telling a deep untruth about me to other people to hear, and uh, it's going to spread like wildfire. It'll
1: spread like wildfire.
2: In the get-rich-quick get community yeah. that we, we are the leaders of. Yes. You've ruined my reputation, mm-hmm. but it's fitting yes. because today's topic is... Today's
1: topic is gossip, how That's to right. get-rich-quick with... With it, how to tell what shouldn't be told about some people you know.
2: Mm. To the top. Arr. What? To that the didn't top. didn't even make any sense. Perfect sense. You're still drunk. Uh, <laughs> I
1: didn't get drunk.
2: Yeah, you did. I had one beer. Can I just make the uh, point to you what? that you better hope yeah. that you don't have a lot of travel in this coming year? Why? Well, because, I don't know if you know this or not, uh-huh. but you're having a child soon. Oh! <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: I am, actually, guys. And <laughs> it's a few months away, so the bulk of for the bulk of 2020, uh-huh. you're going to have a child under the age of one. Yes. And you don't want to be traveling well, a lot with some. a child. Well, sure, at some point in the later point of show it. Show that kid off. But it's a nightmare, dude. Traveling, flying sure. with a with a baby sure. that young yeah. is a potential nightmare. Especially you as parents just getting used to just having a pack for a baby uh-huh. and all the shit you have they to got carry. Tiny clothes though. Yeah, the clothes are tiny. It's they, all the other stuff. Could, it's that enormous bag put full in my of uh huh. Yeah, because all of his stuff is made out of an elephant's foreskin. <laughs> anyway. You ever heard that old joke?
1: Yeah, the suitcase. You yeah, rub it. Right. Exactly. All right. Anyway, All no, right, gossip. Guys. Gossip. So. What a
2: punk. Blowing my my cover. Blowing your cover? <laughs> yeah. What cover did I blow? I,
1: I hadn't announced my ba- my oncoming baby on, on air.
2: I don't care. It's wow. well past. It's well past any point where it's a problem, where it's it's illegal to announce it. Where it's illegal. You know, I honestly didn't uh, remember if you had announced it or not. No. I didn't know if this was the first no. time. Well, happy New Year. Happy New happy Year. Happy New Year. Happy New I Year. I was going to do it soon, though. I know, but probably not today. Yeah. Well, it's done. Yeah. Don't tell Nan. Josh pooped outside.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys gossip, right? Whatever, whatever you want to call it—hearsay, tittle-tattle, scuttlebutt, dirt—it's known by many names but all refer to the same thing. It's idle talk or rumor, especially about the personal or private affairs of others. And it's not looked kindly upon, right? Judaism, Christianity, and Islam all warn of the evils of gossip. Baha'i calls gossip the worst human quality and the most great sin.
2: Yay, Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, that that, that was Wikipedia there. (laughs) But uh, 16th and 17th century gossips in Britain were forced to wear iron cages on their head. Mm-hmm. They were masks that had spikes or, uh, like, bits, like a horse bit. mm mm-hmm. uh, That went
2: inside their mouth to stop the person from speaking. All right? It just shows, me, show, shows to me that how, like, any kind of punitive punishment like that... Uh-huh. Uh, doesn't really work well, against human nature, right? Well... I mean, people have not stopped gossiping in all these years. You would think the idea that you're going to be put on display and tortured. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So just in the same way that the death penalty doesn't prevent murder.
1: Sure. Well, and not only did it not stop gossip, right? We can't get enough of it. It is estimated that gossip in one form or another makes up two-thirds...
2: What's the hot goss, no all
1: conversations josh pooped in the street i
2: saw it you think you saw it i saw it oh now you saw it well it might have been that two uh
1: but you were going number
2: two uh-huh
1: <laughs> uh you guys uh two-thirds of all our conversation is some form of what could qualify as gossip and the rest is just about sports uh <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, then everything you talk about is gossip. <laughs> everything then? I talk about is sports. Uh, so, isn't news at this point really just gossip?
1: Yeah. <sighs> sometimes it's all just to relay the happenings going on around us. Sometimes it is frivolous titillation. Mm. Uh, sometimes it's mean spirited, right? Um, and often it is harmful to the subject of this gossip. Mm -hmm. Right. Looking up anything online about gossip and you can see there is so much info out there about workplace gossip in particular. Right. How to fight it, how to stop it, how to survive it. Gossip at work is blamed for lowering productivity, Mm -hmm. for damaging companies reputations, Mm -hmm. leaving companies open to lawsuits,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, which would be like defamation, hostile workplace, and it's also treachery, right? Mm-hmm. Whisper campaigns are the intentional spreading of innuendo and rumors aimed at having an effect. <laughs> All right, you get your competition discredited. You make sure you get promoted or voted in or rewarded in some way. Mm-hmm. Deep fakes are now taking this to a new Level. Fake vids of people doing or saying anything you want them to. Soon you won't be able to believe anything you don't see with your own eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's that's the lay of the land. How are we going to profit off this? Huh? Thought about Britain, right? They make the masks for the gossips. Mm-hmm. And I thought about you ever hear this company? Uh, It was it was uh, over kind of by my old place in Soho. Uh, It was called Doob. It's a place in Soho where you can have super lifelike statues made of yourself.
2: Right, it's three D printed. Right, I passed by that place. I didn't remember the name. It opened
1: in twenty thirteen. They have high res cameras that take three hundred and sixty degree pictures of you, uh, and it gets turned into a statue. Mm -hmm. So it could be like you. And Deb and Herschel, mm-hmm. and uh, it would it would make a statue of it all, right? Mm-hmm. They're pretty cool looking. Um, and at one point, uh, over Christmas, I was desperate to figure out some Christmas presents this year, and I found another company online that's doing something similar. But so they they make it but though they're doing penises. No, they have you have three choices of body types, <clears throat> and uh, the head is very uh looks like you and it's made from three cell phone pictures from different angles that you take.
2: Uh-huh. And it looks great. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you give me that for Christmas? I mean the picture's lovely and all.
1: Well, because they were expensive. That's why oh. I didn't get anyone okay. in. And it would have taken uh at the point when I found it, it would had a big turnaround oh, time. Okay. All right. Um so what you're gonna do is you're gonna make hyper realistic masks of people from a few phone picks and people are going to take these pics of their coworkers, their competition at work. And you're going to get it from a few. They're going to get picks from a few angles over the time. They're going to send them to you. You're going to send them an extremely lifelike mask. Mm-hmm. They're going to take that mask and put it on and, Be seen going in and out of the strip joint near work. They're going to be seen uh, kicking a kid on the street. They're going to be seen doing all sorts of things that Mm. nowadays, in the days of the deep fake video, you wouldn't believe that Joe did this if you hadn't seen it with your own eyes. Mm -hmm. The only thing you still trust. Yeah. And they told you, don't trust Joe anymore. Give the promotion to Josh. And people are going to get rich, and you are going to get rich by (coughs) enabling them.
2: And that's it. Well, I think it's a good idea, but someone's clearly already done that. No. Well, you saw me taking a shit on the street, and it wasn't me. I don't believe it. I think it's someone who planted themselves there so you would see it, so you would start spreading horrible rumors about me. Just admit it. Anyway, Noah, like you said, workplace gossip Yeah. It's despicable. Yeah. And it's damaging. Sure. Uh, uh, Workplace gossip in some uh, uh, workplaces is actually considered in their bylaws, in their rules, Mm -hmm. as workplace violence, saying that workplace gossip can essentially be a form of attack. Empowering one person, disempowering another. Uh, uh, Most companies now have uh, uh, formal policies in their employee handbooks against gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, lost productivity, erosion of trust and morale, increased anxiety amongst employees if rumors are circulating without any clear information, yeah. uh, growing divisiveness amongst employees as people take sides, obviously hurt feelings and reputations, um, possibly jeopardize chances for the gossiper or the gossipy's advancement as they are perceived as unprofessional, depending mm-hmm. on which which track is taken. And, of course, uh, issues of attrition with good employees. Yep. If they feel uncomfortable in a place because of intense uh, uh, workplace gossip, sure they're not going to stick around. They're, they're no. going to go someplace that's more professional. Yeah, Makes me think, though, <clears throat> what happens every time, though, you walk up on a gossip that's uh. gossiping about you or someone you know or you're just not supposed to hear it. Okay they stop talking, right? They change the subject suddenly. Yeah. They look around like, "Oh, what's that over there?" Sometimes they'll they'll switch to something more scatological or or it might be considered inappropriate in the workplace to just sort of shock everybody and you to like not even realize what just what you just walked in on. Okay. Right? How often how often are you in a situation where you're talking about someone or someone's talking about you and you've walked up uh-huh. and the person is going like, to the person that's talking, like, mm, stop it, you yeah, know, yeah. don't turn around. And they turn around, and there you are, and you've heard everything. Yeah, a lot. And when people, yeah, with you uh, it happens a lot, <laughs> on both ends. Um, I've done that to people of view. Right, means. and when people walk up on people gossiping uh-huh. about them, yeah. what's the phrase that's always used? Your ears must have been burning. Sure. You're just talking huh. about you. Right, Where does that come from, Noel?
1: Uh, It comes from burning people's ears.
2: It comes from the Romans, the ancient Romans. Mm -hmm. And
1: their famous ear soup.
2: Who believed that if your right ear felt like it was burning, that meant that people were praising you. And if your left ear felt like it was burning, it Mm -hmm. meant that people were criticizing you. Yeah. Now, what it really meant was that your STD had gotten to the point that your skin was burning... All over your body.
1: R- really? If STs go all the way to your ears?
2: Get, when they get in your system, they can cause okay. postulations and okay. rupturing and burning feelings throughout your body. All right. Um, well, that's not really what it means, but that's what I perceived it okay. to mean. Um, but it made me realize that this is what companies have to do. Clearly, as we have pointed out, punishment for this sort of thing mm-hmm. doesn't work. Doesn't work. You can have all the rules in the world, world, yeah. but people will gossip. And Two-thirds. They will, yeah. People will gossip in the office place, Yeah. whether just to fuck with someone, yeah. whether just because they're bored and they like to hear untrue stories sure. or potentially exciting, interesting stories about someone else, yeah. or whether they're trying to uh, uh, screw someone over or build themselves up. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Gossip's going to happen no matter what. Well, this is what you're going to do. All right. You're going to create a system. That works along the lines of a Google Nest or Alexa or whatever sort of voice recognition, all powerful uh, uh, controller that you have. Mm -hmm. It's going to have it's going to know everyone in the office's name. Yeah. When your name comes and there are going to be microphones throughout the whole office. There will be certain areas that upper management can use that are not microphone because mm-hmm. obviously they have to discuss employees at some point or another. But what's going to happen is these microphones are going to pick up any time a person's name is mentioned in conversation uh-huh. okay there'll be an algorithm that understands certain keywords positive and negative keywords everyone in the office will be walking around with small diodes behind their ears mm-hmm. when th- their name when someone's name is mentioned they will get a slight light heat sensation behind both ears when positive words uh, positive things are spoken about them The right ear or left ear, whichever one it is, will get warmer. When negative things are spoken about them, it'll get warmer. This gives the person the opportunity to look around the office, walk around the office, see who may be in a clutch that's having a conversation about them, walk up on them. Stop it. And stop it. Yeah. Now, what this is going to do, there's way more concern about uh, damage to one's reputation amongst their peers, Uh I think, than Anyone, the idea that someone's going to walk up on you talking shit about someone than anyone being concerned that they're going to get fired for gossip about actually being caught for it. So the idea that, you know, this whole office Mm -hmm. is mic'd, And if I start talking about this person, they're going to know someone's talking about them. And they're going to start looking around for that person. It's going to cut it dead. Doom. But you're going to make a fortune. Yeah, yeah. Because every major company, Fortune 500 companies, small companies, they want it out. And they're going to pay you to put this into their system. Yeah. And all the technology is there. It's all there. It's It's ready to be had. It's got to put together. It's great.
1: You guys, uh, if you want to give Josh some money for that, uh, before you even get rich, you can. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Hit the Sponsor button. And half that money will go to Josh and I. Half that money will go to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you want to show Josh that you don't take to that kind of idea, you can do that too. You can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. You can hit the pledge button, pledge an amount, one time or reoccurring. All that money will go to, jo- I would go to Radio Free Brooklyn. And none of that money will go to Josh and I. You showed us. And you get a tax break because Radio Free Brooklyn a 501c3 organization. Uh, and, uh, you know, you've, you've helped support them. You've helped keep the dream alive. Speaking of keeping the dream alive, we are in midst of the Drive to Five campaign. Radio Free Brooklyn's about to be five years old. And as part of that, we're trying to raise all sorts of money to help us become more self-sustainable. Uh, it's... You know, if you like Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, you should go on there. You should donate some money. They've got all sorts of pledge levels you can do, they've got all sorts of uh, gifts you can get for those pledge levels. One of them uh, I know that's a hot ticket right now is uh, one of the old managers of the clash, Cosmo uh, something. He created a t shirt, and you can get it on there Radio Free Brooklyn t shirt um and you know look at the things radio free brooklyn does they have an after school program they if it weren't for radio free brooklyn two dudes who kind of hate each other would never meet week after week
2: no <laughs> you wouldn't have this show you would no one and i would see each other once every couple of years yeah. because you know he and my wife were in that show cvr and yeah. there was some get together yeah and, you know, it wouldn't be bad, actually, if we went back to that. So if you guys uh, don't support Radio yeah. Free Brooklyn, you'll be helping us out quite a bit. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so have it your way. Uh, but hopefully that way is giving Radio Free Brooklyn some money. We're going to keep asking for a while, so keep giving. Uh, or just or just do it so at least you can be angry at us when we ask again.
2: Swag is hot, man. Swag is hot. That Radio Free Brooklyn swag is hot. That's There's right. Some good-looking T-shirts, hats. All of that jazz, get your hands on them. They're worth the money. Keychains, there's all sorts of
1: stuff. Anyway, guys, uh, as thanks for letting us plug our plugs, uh, we're going to plug you a little bit by giving you another little way to get another little rich. Josh scours the internet. Mr. Josh, take it away.
2: The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn.
0: Hey my friends, it's Daniel Alley, and today I wanna talk with you about five habits that I gave up in order to become rich. The first habit that I had to completely give up was bitterness. But my friends, when you're bitter and you complain, you criticize, and you condemn other people, places, and things, you're telling the universe that you're not happy with who you are. You're basically insulting God Whenever someone contracts an illness or a disease or a cancer, the root cause of it is because of their inner bitterness. I thought it was impossible to become a millionaire in my 20s. I thought it was unrealistic to go through life without having a college degree. And I was bitter about all the people that I saw that were making it big because I felt that I couldn't compete on that level. But my friends, you don't have to compete. You have to create. And that is what I realized in order to become wealthy.
2: So there you go. There you go. I played that specifically for you, Noel. Uh-huh. Because I think your New Year's resolution resolution should uh-huh. be, be less bitter. No. Be more bitter. No. You're going to fail at everything you do. No. If you continue being as bitter as you are. You're bitter. That's what he's saying. You're, you're telling God uh-huh. that you don't deserve what he gave you. <laughs> you are going to get... <laughs> A Major illness, uh-huh. infirmary, infr- informality, yeah. and cancer okay. because of your business bitterness. I have been a nail
1: bitter for years and years. You have been <laughs> a nail bitter. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. Gossip. Gossip. How are you going to get rich with it? i going to tell you right now, you know. Uh, we're giving gossip a pretty bad rap right now, but uh, it is a fact that gossip is not all bad. Uh, researcher Robin Dunbar has done a lot of work on gossip. Uh, and he disagrees with the bad rap. Wow, has, Robin
2: Dunbar's a he? Uh, Yeah. I'm going to start a, a rumor that Robin Dunbar is not a he.
1: Well, either way, we live in, a, in an elevated world.
2: Maybe you do. You do. I live in the gutter.
1: Yeah, I know, I saw you pooping in. Yeah. Uh, right in front of your house. <laughs> you should try it, because I know they have cameras, and that would be the funniest thing to come down and see the super, like, you know this guy?
2: Because I could smear Noel, this is for you, on the wall with my own feces. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know this guy Noel?
1: What? No.
2: I don't know who Noel is. Yeah. My name's Noel. Yes.
1: Uh, So, um, Robin Dunbar disagrees with bad rap gossip has gotten. He thinks that we use gossip to regulate behavior and learn important lessons
2: that is one belief in the social structure
1: yeah uh we are what we're doing when we're gossiping is we are sharing what others do and how they messed up in order to help prevent us from having to learn the same lesson ourselves and if it sounds like garbage how many times (laughs) have we stopped ourselves from doing something stupid because Something bad that had happened to someone we know who'd done the same thing, right? How many times have you been about to do something, well, whatever it is, the hop, the turnstiles on the subway, I unfortunately and you're like, ah, no, Joe got a ticket last week. I
2: unfortunately am unfortunately, the person who has to learn it's cause by It's because you don't doing. have a memory, and you can't remember <laughs> I had a memory, better memory when I was younger. Uh huh. But I used to, I was that kid that was like, yeah, but that's never going to happen to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was that guy.
1: Well, some things, but think how many, I'm sure even you have.
2: Look, everyone told doing me that I shouldn't do this show with you. <laughs> and I said, bullshit. <laughs> it would be fun. Noel's a good guy. Yeah. And, you know, and they were right. I had literally 10 people. Uh huh. Tell me, and then guests we had on the show, uh-huh. as they were leaving, would be like, "How long are you planning on doing this with him?" <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "You know, I've known him for a long time. Uh-huh. I would never." Uh-huh. And then they tell me about something they did with you in a collaboration, and uh-huh. what a nightmare it was. It is awesome, and I was like, "No, oh, no, that's not going to happen to me." And yet, here I am.
1: Well, this could have been handy for you. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, um, he came up with something called Dunbar's number and Dunbar's number is the cognitive cognitive limit to the number of people with which one can maintain stable social relationships. And that number is the people in which we know the individuals and we know how the individual fits in through their relationship. So it's an intertwined ecosystem of Mm -hmm. relationships basically. Right. Uh, Primates have a Dunbar number of about 20. Humans have uh, a Dunbar number of between 100 and 250, generally referred to as 150. Don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are the people we are most likely to learn the lessons of gossip from. Right? These There are lessons we learn from Whatever celebrity gossip and the like, but they they don't stick as strongly, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not gonna not hop the turnstile because I read on page six that I don't know some celeb Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. got in trouble for jumping a turnstile. Mm-hmm. That's not gonna hit you the same way as I don't know Joe that I work with. He just got a ticket last week. Mm.
2: I would be more inclined if I heard Stephen Colbert got a ticket for hopping the turnstile. I would be like, "Wow, they're really serious about ticketing people for hopping the turnstile at a big star like him." Yeah, and then I would be like, "I From probably before should." Before he was a star, I probably shouldn't hop the turnstile as now.
1: All right, well, you're Mister Backwards.
2: Uh so this is what you're gonna do.
1: Uh you're gonna help out workplaces teach lessons any any groups mm-hmm. right uh you can this is a service that you can sell to schools to churches mm-hmm. to uh community centers anything where there's a group uh you can hire out these services and what you're going to do you're going to have a rent a dunbar right and essentially what they're going to be are almost like uh a party clown, right? You're gonna. So, w- what's one thing that all offices have? Temps. Uh, oh, okay. And what are ninety percent of temps?
2: Uh, prostitutes.
1: No, they are actors. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedians, actors, improvisers, just total freaks. So you're gonna have them do a little bit of both, right? Uh-huh. And everyone's gonna know old Dunbar who does the reception on fourth floor. And uh, Dunbar is going to be very social. He's going to talk. And he's going to talk a lot about his screw-ups. <laughs> and he is going to give real-time, real-life lessons learned to people, uh, he or she, uh, to lessons that uh, can even be tailored to, you know, we're really got a problem with this in uh, at work, at school, or something. Uh, Dunbar can be the... The kid at the high school who uh, comes in and tells someone about how we got arrested for smoking weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the guy at work who you know really learned a, a hard lesson about mm-hmm. being derogatory towards women, mm. or you know what I mean. It's gonna be someone that people know that's in their social group. Uh, but you don't know all those people that well,
2: right? Right, of course. They're work uh, work work friends, acquaintances. Right. Yeah. And
1: and essentially they're going to be like uh like party clowns.
2: Mm-hmm. But but for t- teaching lessons. I got it. Great idea. Yeah. I like it. Uh Noel. Yeah. You heard of the uh app/ slash, uh website called Nextdoor?
1: Uh I think I have. So
2: Nextdoor is a free private local Oh uh, yes. Uh, social network okay. for people uh, uh who want to keep in touch with their neighborhood. Okay, and the way it works essentially is you have to use your address and your real name, mm-hmm. and then they actually will send something to that address so f- to verify that that. Is all true that you're part of that neighborhood, and then you have access to that neighborhood and all of the information that's being bandied about by your neighbors in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's become a huge deal. They were just valued at their, their th- three years old, mm-hmm. and they just had a valuation of $2.5 billion. Okay. Uh, it's in something like 13 countries right now and all looking right. to expand, um, and people love it. All right. Uh, my mother's on it here in New York. Oh, she so really? keeps trying to get me on it. Uh, people use it uh, uh, to buy and sell things. Okay. It's more reliable than Craigslist because it's buying and selling to people in your neighborhood yeah. uh, uh, so that you, they know where you are, where you live. You see your real name and your address. Mm-hmm. Um, people get information about good contractors or workers that are in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, people are given sort of immediate up to the minute uh, information about anything that may be going on in their neighborhood, good okay. or bad. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you're someone who's like h- having a block party and you want to reach your people, saying that the block party is canceled because of rain, you go on Nextdoor and boom, everyone knows. Okay. The problem has become, mm-hmm. as with all social media sites that are unmonitored, Nextdoor has become a both a gossip the problems that have plagued next door at this point sure. have been uh, uh racial profiling okay uh, uh, uh because people will report to the cops through next door okay and uh, say there's black kids in our neighborhood yeah keep an eye out for black kids in our neighborhood whether yeah. they've done anything or not yeah um, so you have people in the neighborhood tracking the black kids walking through their sure. neighborhood um you know like for instance If you wanted to like there were people in your building uh, 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 that were pretending to be from some company and you were and they were people of color or one was a cripple or something like that. And you wanted to harass them to get them out. You would go on next door and let all of your neighbors know know that there's these there's this black woman walking around in the hallways and you should kick her out of the building. And that's illegal, obviously. That's racial profiling. Okay. Um, and then on top of that, it's become a horrible gossip site. Okay. And what's be- been happening is if people, neighbors have vendettas mm. and they start talking about their neighbors sure. on the things, saying horrible shit about them. And you get this divisiveness that now spreads throughout the neighborhood. Yeah. Now, of course, this is just like gossip used to be in the old days. Mm-hmm. But it's not good for what Nextdoor is trying to market. Okay. Right. They've had to take a lot of uh, 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 steps to stop the racial profiling. And they're trying to cut down on the gossip and the ganging up on neighbors that other neighbors don't agree with. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what I'm going to suggest. You're going to sell this to next door. You are going to uh, start an app that's going to be either called over the fence, like all the old ladies who used to sit over the fence and Mm -hmm. gossip with each other. I was also thinking. Hi, Helen. Because you ever hear like the flabby bit of flesh underneath okay. the arm is called a Hi Helen because uh, all the uh, old ladies would see their friend and Hi Helen, Hi Helen, come over here. I got something to say. And it's going to be a local gossip site. Okay, No one's real names will be used all right. at all. Um, you will have to do the same thing to prove that you're part of the neighborhood. But then you can be But anonymous. then you can be anonymous okay. once you're on it. The big thing is going to be. Every bit of gossip is gonna be a blind item. Okay. Right, which is the most popular thing on celebrity gossip sites. Everyone loves the blind item, right? And you're going
1: to use it to racially profile
2: people. Not the racial profiling part. I was just saying okay. that that's one of the big problems. It's more the okay. gossip okay. end of it. Okay. The racial profiling. No, 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 that. no. The racial profiling's got to go. Okay. That's just, that's just gone. Okay. okay. I'm just good. explaining how people were using it right. to racially profile. It wasn't like the cops were racially profiling, uh-huh. it was the apartment dwellers. Okay. You know, and so instead of having to follow these people around with a camera like some of them do, uh-huh. Uh, they can just let their neighbors know to not, not right. open the door for them or something along those lines. Um, uh, uh, but then what they're going to do, it's all going to be blind items. Okay. So not only that, you're going to have to figure out who the person is. And if it's someone you don't know, you're going to have to walk around mm-hmm. and be like, do you think that's the house they're talking about over there? And when that person comes, and like, "Can I help you?" Oh no, we're just your neighbors. We're just coming to say hi. Hi, I'm I'm Josh. Oh oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm not... you get to know the whole neighborhood uh-huh. in a way that people used to know the whole neighborhood, uh-huh. and make the neighborhood even closer by the use of gossip. Okay. And next door is going to love it, and they're going to buy it, and you're going to become a billionaire. Okay. And that's it.
1: Yeah, tech, tech's known for money. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh, you guys, a uh, lot, of, lot of good ideas, so many that we don't have time to rate them, to give you ways to spend them, but hopefully uh, you'll stick around a little bit and listen to the circuit starting in just oh. a few seconds after we are done. Uh, so we're getting rich, Noel. So yeah. once again for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place.